1: Welcome to Feel Better with Tara Stiles. I'm Tara Stiles, and welcome to the show. Today, I'm really excited to dive into a really big topic that all of us deal with in life, whether it's physical, spiritual, mental, emotional. Somehow, we all deal with this topic, and hopefully we can help each other find practices and ways To be in ourselves where we're not just dealing, but we can find more ease, find more peace of mind and harmony. And the topic, I'm already avoiding it, (laughs) I haven't even said it yet, the topic is healing. It's such a relief just to say the word healing. The process of feeling better can start. Our friend Sam Berlin, he's our shiatsu faculty member with Strala and helps us find the meridians we can lean into and lean on each other and all of these things that are, of course, technical and you can learn with trainings and hopefully with a great teacher like Sam. But I love all the little things that he shares when he chats about this stuff and teaches about it. And one thing among many that has stuck with me was the moment when you make an appointment with somebody whether it's a doctor or you know maybe it's even to go to that yoga class or you sign up for something that's the moment that you instantly start to feel better and i thought that was so cool <laughs> you know it's not only the technique it's not only the prescription it's not only the process that happens when you're with that practitioner when you're with that person that's going to help you. But really, and we all know this intuitively, the process of healing starts within. And maybe that act of making an appointment starts the, the really idea that, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take these steps toward my healing, whether it's seeing a professional, whether it's starting a yoga practice, whether it's eating better, making time for yourself, all of the things and some of the things, of course. So I want to share a little bit about my own story with healing myself or, you know, that journey, you know, I think it's kind of cheesy and super not okay (laughs) for people that are in the wellness business, I guess you could say, to say, oh, I've healed myself and now I can show you how to do it too. You know, it's just, it's not accurate. Nobody's done healing and then starting to show, you know, hopefully if you're good, if you're a good student of healing, if you're a good student of life and have a little bit of humility about you, and this is kind of something that we all can strive for, we can help each other and other people by helping ourselves, of course. And that's And we all know this too. That's the best way to take care of those around you is by first taking care of yourself. You know, we all pick up on how other people are feeling, what they're going through, what's happening. You know, of course, if you have a small child, you need to look after them and logistically do the things. And if you're caring for someone, you need to logistically do the things, but those things work better. If you are feeling better and healing, I think it's really interesting to come up with your own definition of healing. Of course, you can look up the dictionary and say, this is what healing is, but we all have our own experience with it that's very personal and also very connected to the world as well. So for me, healing is a process of feeling better and feeling more connected and feeling more And I haven't found a better way to say this yet, so let me know if you've come up with something better, but feeling more like myself. And I think that's just so wonderful to get to a place where you're not transformed, you're not different from yourself, but you're more connected to who you actually are. And from that place, of course, so much more becomes possible. We feel better so we can live out our life with uh, you know ease and hopefully as little physical aches and pains and disease as possible you know that side of healing of course but the emotional healing that's connected to the physical healing as well we get more creative we have more energy we want to do the things that are in our mind you know we can act on, That impulse, that energy, you know, you can have an idea and say, Oh, yeah, I'm going to go and actually do that. You know, you gain that confidence from healing as well. So it's a process. You know, if you're done, that's not the case. (laughs) It's just not the case. And if you come across a, a wellness practitioner that claims to be done and they can turn it around and heal you, maybe going and signing up with them for a little while is. Is part of your process, getting fooled or tricked a little bit. But hopefully you just have enough common sense and maybe encouragement from good friends and family to turn and run the other way. <laughs> We're all in the process of healing and we can share what we've learned along the way. So this is what I've always loved about yoga. As soon as I was shown yoga in my dance school, I thought, wow, this is this is pretty obvious a process, a container, a practice for healing. And I want this for my whole life. That was very obvious for me. Sharing it just got to be something that I was pulled into. I felt this urge or really a whack on the back of the head. (laughs) It's how it literally feels most mornings still every day. Oh my gosh. That, oh, my friends don't feel good. doesn't mean that I'm feeling awesome all the time. It means that I know better. I've had this process introduced to me in such a clear way. Oh, Tara, okay, you can do this yoga thing in a way that feels like you. And it will literally remind you to do all of the other things to heal yourself. It will remind you to go and make vegetables in the kitchen (laughs) for your friends and family and for yourself. It will remind you to serve in your community. It will remind you to act on your creative impulses and have the confidence to show yourself to the world in this way. So it's important to follow that in a way. So I want to get into this idea of healing, what it is and what it isn't, because some really cool things can happen (laughs) when you really learn not just intellectually, but physically in your whole self, emotionally, spiritually, all of you, what it is. And Mike and I have been talking about healing for such a long time, but I never really wanted to, with my brain, talk about it in our classes and in our trainings, because I felt like it was such a big category that I wanted to be careful of. You know, this kind of precious moments feeling arose in being like, I don't know, I don't wanna do that. But what I realized was leading yoga in a way that's easy, that's soft, that feels like you, the, the reasons that I was attracted to yoga weren't to do a fancy pose, weren't to you know be in the in spiritual community or whatever it is, and it wasn't to put anybody else down, that's for sure, but it was to heal. So I found ways to adjust a yoga practice, especially when I was seeing in the yoga community, I guess you could say that sounds so corny, but the yoga community, the different cults essentially that are very rigid, mentally controlling, physically controlling within the poses. They would push you into poses. And I thought this is the opposite of healing. This is what healing is not. So I became completely filled with rage (laughs) In needing to share yoga in a way that that is healing, and uh, again, that's the whack on the back of my head every morning. So seeing instructors push people into poses and essentially halt the healing process that somebody came to yoga for and replace it with even more abuse, even more suffering, even more trauma. So healing is not suffering. Healing is not putting yourself in an uncomfortable position and dealing with it. It's not. And unfortunately, yoga has been shared as that exact definition. A lot of people even hear, you know, on Instagram, kind of the modern yogis, because it's the telephone game. These practices get passed down and changed depending on who's saying them. So I hear all the time, yoga is a practice of getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. It's a practice of suffering and enduring that suffering. It's a practice of doing something that isn't so nice for you and realizing that you can somehow find space for yourself in that after it's done. And that's the definition of trauma. You know, mic drop right there. (laughs) that is not okay. That is abusive. That's not healing. That's the opposite of it. So fast forward to earlier last year, and Mike has been having this idea to lead a a weekend intensive just around the topic of healing. So we could chat about this. We could get into the practices of Tai Chi and yoga moving in an easygoing way, and really actually say the words healing. This is for healing and really open up the conversation for other people to share their experiences with this as well. What's been happening in my life over the years is I feel better, more connected. I do these practices, yoga, in a way that feels like me. I share these practices. You know, They work when you do them with other people as well. If you happen to be the leader yay, you're still in the group, <laughs> you know, that's pretty cool, is a community forms. And a community can stay healthy when the practice is healthy. And I've been really kind of, I wouldn't really even say proud of that because these practices are are not invented by me. They are enjoyed by me. And I care so much about not inflicting more pain and suffering on people. That's kind of my number one code, ethical code, you know, do no harm. (laughs) If you go to medical school, you have to take that oath, but I didn't, but I'm still taking the oath. (laughs) Do no harm or, or really make sure to the best of your ability that you don't do any harm. So how can I create a place for healing? It's all of the things. First, it's in the practice. And anybody can do this. Move in a way that's actually comfortable for you. And this is a huge mind shift. I had a friend of mine that came to my class at the studio in New York a while ago, and she said, Tara, if I wanted to move in a way that was good for me or a way that I felt good in, you know, you always say move how it feels good. If I wanted to do that, I would go back to bed and I wouldn't be here. (laughs) And I said, huh, interesting. Maybe I need to shift uh, the words that I'm saying and just emulate what I'm trying to communicate with my physicality. And that was good advice. I took that to heart. You know, I was saying a lot of the same things all the time. And it sounds like a little bit flippant, you know, move how it feels good. Somebody said, no, I'm not doing that. (laughs) I want to be controlled. I want you to tell me exactly what to do. So I learned from that years ago and I started to really get into the practice of Tai Chi and Shiatsu in a non-rigid way as best as I could and follow the breath-body connection and remind people through my own practice and moving around the room that when you move connected to your breath, you will choose, and I wouldn't even really say this, you will choose the way that feels good for you because you're becoming more sensitized to what actually does feel good to you and take feeling good out of the equation because that's such a triggering phrase right there feeling good that's vacation that's you know a bunch of junk food that's ice cream on the couch watching netflix or whatever that's actually not feeling good that's something else you know we all know what that is that's avoidance that's distraction that's just goofing off or whatever but feeling good is actually taking good care of you is actually nourishing you tuning into what's going on with you <sighs> noticing how you feel and responding to that and this is really what i've been so drawn to the practice since the beginning of my you know little yoga journey <laughs> and i've been sharing that because i've been doing that so in sharing that so many cool things started to happen. And I know enough about being in a position of leadership to know that when somebody comes to you and says, oh my gosh, I quit my job. I found a new job. I broke up with that abusive boyfriend. I found a new boyfriend. My life is great. And I owe it all to you. I know enough about leadership to know to say, oh, you did that all on your own. I might have showed you a a few steps here and there, a way to breathe. But you did that. I know that's super important. So again, if you have somebody in your life who's in a leadership role, who when you come to them and you say, my gosh, my whole life is transformed because of you. And that's how it feels. You know, I feel that way about many people in my life. And if I went up and told them that, if they were a good teacher, if they were a, an ethical teacher that has my best healing in mind, they would say some version of, oh, you did that on your own. (laughs) They wouldn't take credit for it because taking credit for it attaches you to that person and it's creating anti-healing. It's creating an attachment. It's creating a dependence. It's creating trauma. So... I think about this stuff really all the time because it's super important to me and how I lead to remind people that they're doing it. And really in the first many years of doing this, so many of my yoga friends would say, oh, you really have to tell people what to do. You have to tell them exactly how to feel. I said, when's the last time somebody told you how to feel and you said, oh yeah, you're right. You're totally right. I should be feeling like that right now and I'm not. So I'm going to stop feeling like how I'm feeling and feel how you're telling me to feel. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Never. <laughs> but what a practice does is connect you to yourself. What a good practice does. I don't care if you do yoga with me or you sing or you do chanting. I mean, I'm happy to point you in some great directions for some other modalities that will help you connect. You know, I have many ways. I love listening to Krishna Das. He gives so much for free on YouTube and Instagram. And you can tune into his Zoom. He does these Chai and Chats. And he's a wonderful teacher. He'll never say, oh yeah, I fixed you. I healed you. (laughs) Never. Because he knows that it's wrong. And he also knows that it's not good for him. Think about collecting other people's successes on you. You'd just be so weighed down. It's gross. It's gross and gross and nasty. Don't do it. (laughs) Don't let anybody do it to you. So if you needed to hear that, I'm happy to be the one that shares that with you.
0: Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact
1: So, healing is such a huge topic, and I'd really love to take a few different episodes to dive into it. I'd love to bring Mike on and talk about healing through Tai Chi. That's such a big practice that I've adopted through everything that I do. You can be doing Tai Chi when you're doing everything, which is so cool. It's like a (laughs) practice within everything. You know, yoga gets a little tricky because of our rigid culture. It says, This is how you act on the mat. And this is how you should act off the mat. And there's, you know, like a code of ethics that you need to mentally adhere to, even if you don't feel like it. And it doesn't really make much sense if it doesn't feel like you. You can say, oh, may all beings be happy and free. But if you're going out and acting the opposite in the world, you can say that all you like. It's just a performance. It's pretentious. It's disgusting on so many levels. And again, this is that whack on the back of the head that I feel every day. Oh, let me go and share yoga in a way that feels better. Because yoga is awesome. You know, it's not yoga's fault. (laughs) Yoga is awesome. People get weird. We all get weird. But hopefully we can stop each other before we get too weird. Thankfully, so many people got canceled last year that were being really bad, really criminal, really gross. Hopefully we don't just invite them back into our lives again. So when it comes to healing, it's an inside out job. But really when you strengthen your relationship to yourself, you'll have more confidence to not let people or ideas in that are abusive. You know, if you have the same pattern Oh, that teacher really let me down. Let me go find another teacher. If you're leaning and leaning and leaning on folks that make you feel dependent, not so great. (laughs) For whatever reason, you know, my parents probably deserve all the credit for this, but I was a suspicious little child. You know, (laughs) I was the kid in kindergarten that said, I don't know about that. You know, my kindergarten teacher, for some reason, really thought that turkeys had four legs and it was Thanksgiving and we were all painting these turkeys at our desks or whatever. And I remember Mrs. Robinson came over to my desk and I had a turkey painted with two legs. And she said to me, Tara, why does your turkey have two legs? And I thought, huh, this is an interesting process of reasoning So she's having this discussion with me asking how I know this, you know, not just that it's a fact. And I said, well, Mrs. Robinson, I actually know that turkeys have two legs, not four, because my grandmother has turkeys on her farm. And when we get to visit her, I have seen the turkeys with my own eyes and my own presence. And I know this. And she didn't like that. (laughs) She wasn't trying to figure out how I knew this. There wasn't a process of elimination or context clues or any of these things that I had somehow figured out. My parents had taught me at a very young age. She had actually thought that turkeys had four legs. At that moment, I, I realized that I was in a hostile environment, a hostile situation, and she grabbed my little arm and she drew two more legs on my turkey. And I thought, oh my gosh, she has now defaced my painting and I have to go home and explain to my mom why I think turkeys have four legs and she's going to think that I'm some sort of clueless little child. And that happened. I went home, got off the school bus. My mom said, let me see what you did at school today. I rolled out my little painting. She said, Tara, what's wrong with you? You should know this. So I had to explain my case to my mom, which again, this is such a good life lesson in healing. I said, look at these two, legs that obviously I drew with my own steam, two legs kind of, you know, five-year-old wibbly legs. And then the other two legs were actually drawn by Mrs. Robinson grabbing my wrist with a lot of force and tension and assault (laughs) and making two very stiff lines. And I said, see the difference? One came from me. And the other came from somebody creating a trauma to me. (laughs) But now I have this story. So here you go. But hopefully once we talk about these things, and this is why I'm so grateful to have this podcast and the ability to chat with folks at Strala Home, our app, things like that, because we don't normally get a chance to talk about these things in the context of a yoga class. And I'm not the kind of teacher that wants to hold a class hostage, I guess, is the only way that I can put it, by giving a speech, you know, sitting on my soapbox, essentially. I know that if you come to my yoga class, you want to have an experience coming from your inside out. So I'm not going to color that space and time so much with my own pontifications of things. But there is a time and place for sharing in sort of group circle for that. And here we are. So I want to play for you a voicemail. And I know this is on the topic of healing. I don't know exactly what it is, but Mike listened to a few of these and told me that this was about healing. So let's play it and um, see how it goes.
0: Hi, Tara. My name is Chris Gipple. And My question is, what are your thoughts on somebody that has a, like a physical, like I had a double hip replacement in 2020, and I had a back fusion recently in 2021, and like a disc replacement. So I'm just starting to get back into my yoga practice. I was a regular yogi for many years and had an injury in 2015 and over a period of a four or five years got to the point that it was, I, I could barely move. So I had subsequent hip surgeries, back surgery. So I have been wanting to work with you for such a long time. And I'm just curious, what are your thoughts on healing after these kind of injuries? And what are your thoughts on using yoga as a method to do that, particularly yoga teacher training? So I would love to hear your thoughts. I would love to work with you at some point in the future. And um, I looked at your one thing that you just, I think you already had it, the 30-hour certification. So I'm just curious what your thoughts are, and I would love to hear. So thank you in advance.
1: All right. Chris, great to hear from you. So common, this same kind of thing, overcoming physical pain, surgery, specific things. And I think it's really interesting from the yoga perspective, we don't really have a solution. It's only avoidance. It's always just wait or modify in this way, or at least that's so much of the yoga that I learned before I learned Tai Chi. And even before I started learning more of Tai Chi, you know, Mike would say to me, you know, how you're doing yoga is like Tai Chi. <laughs> and I'd say, maybe I should learn Tai Chi. But I always love this idea of, well, move easy, move in a way that doesn't hurt you and see what's possible. And, you know, Mike refines that a little bit. He says, move easy, everything you've got in every direction you can. And I think that's so great. There's a concept in the healing arts called surround the dragon. And (laughs) if you can imagine, you know, walking down the path and you see a dragon coming up and that that's probably really scary. So instead of face on kind of dealing with this dragon that could just open his mouth and burn you with fire, you walk around to the back of the dragon You kind of allow the dragon to get comfortable with you. You bring the dragon some tea. You sit down. You make friends with the dragon. And (laughs) it's so funny. It reminds me of Puff the Magic Dragon, reading that book as a kid. But this idea of not attacking the part that needs help. And I just love that. So much of yoga is, well, just force it, push it, do it or just be easy, you know, it's one or the other. And this is why a lot of folks have such a a tricky relationship with themselves, I think, because it's, well, either I'm full on doing the things or I'm just resting. And it's not that there's an in-between, it's that there's a whole different way. And really for me, I was interested in this whole different way from the beginning of learning yoga but I couldn't find a whole lot of structured examples of this. I found some great teachers here and there that were just nice, that were allowing me to move myself in a way that felt comfortable for me and discover myself in a way that felt comfortable for me. So when it comes to allowing parts of you to heal or to become more interconnected with your whole self, I love that surround the dragon theory at the studio in New York. I just love in-person classes and online is similar to, you have so many different kinds of people in every room or in every zoom <laughs> essentially. But I'm thinking about one guy that would come and he was really kind of intellectual about like neuroscience and all these things and, and and we don't, again, we don't really talk about that in the class, but after class, if people want to chat about anything, I, I love, you know, I love people. I love talking about all these things. So he would come and he was a scientist and he was writing about these things. His body was basically not functioning. He could barely get himself to the class. And at first he just said, I just want to come and talk to you guys. I can't do a yoga class. And after a few rounds of coming and talking to us, Somehow he felt, we didn't convince him to come into the room. He was in his jeans. He didn't even bring, you know, sweatpants or whatever. But in his jeans, he just wandered in one day because class was starting. He said, oh, what the heck, I'll just join in. And he joined in and he, you know, crawled down to hands and knees and hung out there for a little while. He moved around how he could move. And it wasn't, oh, I can do this. I can't do this. He was surrounding his own dragon. He was moving easy, everything he had (laughs) in every direction he could. And we can all do this. You know, I've got two grandmothers. I call them my great grandmothers because, you know, I relate to everything through Daisy's eyes now. But I have two grandmothers in their 90s. And I would love to get down to the ground and do yoga with them, but that's not happening. So... We walk together, we breathe. I breathe, I soften myself. I notice they do the same without me teaching them yoga. They don't know that I'm teaching them yoga. I get my mom soft and she crawls up and down to the ground. My mom is very strong. She's kind of the opposite of me really in her body. She's physically strong, stronger than me. She rolls up and down. And because of her strength, she has a stiffness. She won't bend her joints. You know, you can say, bend your elbows. What I I am, I am bending my elbows. (laughs) To her, they feel bent because she's very strong and stable. But I look at her life. She had four brothers she grew up with, a sister who died, a dad who was a farmer and an alcoholic, a mom who was busy working. And she was in charge of the house since she was a very young girl. She told me she was cooking and cleaning before she could reach the countertops. So that makes sense she's holding all of that in herself. That's a part of her. So maybe instead of me asking her to bend her elbows and to bend her knees and to soften up, I can simply soften around her and maybe that can help. And guess what? It kind of (laughs) does. And we don't have to fix other people. I think this is what's so cool about healing as well. Knowing The steps of move easy, everything you've got in every direction you can do that, whether you're bedridden, whether you can just sit on the couch, whether you've had a major surgery, you know, after having Daisy, I just felt like I was a brain. I felt like I was a mind. It was amazing. I had an emergency C-section after hours and hours and hours of trying to push her out. Wasn't working. I felt like it wasn't working. The doctor finally said, This is not working. Let's get her out. Whole big story, chat for hours about that. But after she came out of my body, I was wheeled back to this room. You know, talk about like a funny experience. We wheeled back to this room. It was, you know, three in the morning, and two young people were wheeling me back. And they seemed like it was their first day on the job. They were so nice. And just to, past my own time in my mind, I asked them what their signs were. Oh, I'm a Gemini, I'm a Scorpio. You know what I'm sitting there talking about the most random things. They wheel me back like I'm a sack of used potatoes. And they say, okay, you need to move your body into the bed now. I said, I can't, I'm just a mind right now. I'm just, I'm just a brain. I, I have no relationship. I literally do not feel my body. Something's happened. So they actually said, well, it's not our job. We're not qualified to actually pick you up. So I said, okay, let me see if I can mentally figure out how to move myself, but can you just help a little bit? I won't tell anybody. You know, so they flopped me in there. But slowly, but surely, using the move easy, everything you've got in every direction you can, things changed. And I'm still completely different now physically than I was before Daisy came out of my body. I'm so different, not just in my Belly that was cut open, but in my hips, in my back, in my mind, in my shoulders, I'm different. I'm never going to get back to that feeling of before. And I think that's pretty useful when it comes to healing as well. Keep moving forward, keep moving forward, keep moving forward. Take good care, take good care, take good care. So, whatever you choose to do, whether it's yoga class, teacher training, walking outside, move easy, everything you've got in every direction you can. And that's when the reality of if you can breathe, you can do yoga is actually true. That's when our practice becomes healing. It comes from the inside. Only you know what move easy, everything you've got in every direction you can is for you. Tai Chi, yoga, these things show us a proper way to move from our center, a proper form, what not to do, what to do, but that's just the blueprint. We need the way and and we are essentially the way. (sighs) So I'd like to finish up here with a simple breathing moment of just knowing that that healing, that impulse comes from inside. And like a big thread pulling you across the room, across the forest, across your life, healing is an inside job. All of these techniques, all of these interventions, medicine, Eastern medicine, Western medicine, doctors, yoga, they're tools to help us find our own way which can be very scary or incredibly empowering. So let's see if we can align with the empowering. Let yourself find a an actual comfortable place. So whether you're sitting down, lying down, move yourself around here a little bit. Let your whole self soften a bit here. Watch your breath move you. Big inhales, house filling you up like a big globe. Long exhales moving you back in, more connected. Everything moving in harmony with all of you with everything around you. Big inhale. Long exhale. One more, big inhale. Long exhale. Roll around a bit here. Gently open your eyes. Moving from your middle a bit here, just in your chair, standing on the ground, whatever you got, just take in what's around you. You're not healing in a vacuum. You're in the world. Just take it in. What's around you? Is it a window? Is it a chair? Where is that chair? You know, basic coordination, spatial awareness. You know, we glorify, we romanticize, we Make religious the most simple things that help us feel better. Awareness practice is simple. Noticing what's around you. Noticing how you feel. So just simply notice what's around you. Notice your breath moving through you. Notice how you feel. That's you. Help you feel better. We'll keep this going in the next episode, healing such a giant topic. Oh, so good. So important, hopefully useful. Have a great day, feel better, and see you soon.